0: good evening everyone my name is angeline constantinu and i am the founder coach of let's break the silence with angeline where we help women amplify their voice and help them rediscover themselves and regain their power after domestic abuse or any some sort of trauma so if you are watching this live right now on my youtube channel please Like and subscribe to my YouTube channel, which is Angeline Mitchell. There you will find all of my podcast episodes there. And right now we are broadcasting live, like I said, on my YouTube channel. And please like and subscribe to my podcast, Let's Break the Silence with Angeline, which you can find me on Anchor FM, Spotify, Google, Apple, and all the live streams so tonight we have a we have a special guest and i'm really really excited um to bring her on here so for a little bit of a introduction so lisa erickson she is an energy worker and meditation teacher specializing in women's energetics trauma healing and goal manifestation she is the author of chakra empowerment for women and the art and Science of Meditation, both published by Llewellyn Worldwide. Lisa is a certif- is certified in Mindfulness Meditation, Instruction and Trauma Sensitivity and has trained in a variety of energy healing and somatic modalities. She is a member of the BREATH Network and a nonprofit dedicated to supporting holistic healers for sexual trauma survivors. For more information on Lisa's work, you can visit www.enlightenedenergetics.com. So, right now, what I want to do is let's see if we have anyone who is. Oh, this is my friend Danielle. Hi, Danielle. How are you? Danielle and I had the measure had the pleasure of meeting on TikTok a few weeks ago. So she is great. Oh, thank you. Hi, Danielle. Hi, sweetheart. How are you? Thank you for joining us, which I really, really appreciate. So I'm doing good, doing good. Great to see you here. Thank you so much. And if you would like to like and subscribe to my YouTube channel and share this live out, please do so. Okay. So Lisa, what first of all, um, what time is it where you are right now?
1: I am in California, so it is 430 in the afternoon. And so we still have light. I know it's dark out for you right now.
0: <laughs> and I've been upstate New York and it is, yeah, 730 and it is dark. It actually gets dark here at 640 p.m. now. Mm-hmm. So you have the pleasure of having the sun. So sunny California. That's great. Yep. That's awesome. So, okay. So for those of you who are tuning in um, tonight, who is Lisa? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah. And the work that you do and how you got into, um, you know, the, the energy work and healing, because I believe this is important for women who have gone through trauma yeah. you know, and also domestic abuse and sexual abuse. So how did this all yeah, um, happen?
1: Well, I was introduced to meditation almost 35 years ago when I was just out of college. It was still pretty new then in this country and it was really for stress management purposes. But over time, it became a personal development and spiritual practice, and I got interested in another side of the energy center meditation that I was doing, Mm. or chakra meditation that I was doing, which was the energy healing side. And I began to study that intently, and I started doing women's workshops. And Mm -hmm. so many of the women that I was doing initially meditation workshops with had experienced some form of abuse of trauma. And as we know, this is so prevalent that that's not really unusual. So I started really exploring, you know, trauma, healing, abuse, Mm -hmm. healing, what role could meditation and energy healing play in that? And at this point, I've been doing this work now for 17 years. And for many women, it's really very helpful to work at this mind body level with the aftermath of how you are impacted by abuse and trauma
0: okay and especially for the type of work that you do for sexual abuse survivors and domestic abuse survivors i know for myself it was hard for me to even even think about meditation yeah so how do you work with your clients then Or how does the whole process start? You know, where do they begin? So they don't feel overwhelmed because there's, um, you know, I've read studies that show that some meditations can actually make a person feel anxious.
1: That's right. It's it's very individual. It's really individual what set of healing modalities is going to resonate with someone. So you do have to honor how you feel. For some people, meditation might feel relaxing and they need to, they need a space where they can feel safe. And meditation provides that. For someone else, that kind of silence and and, and quiet could actually make them feel anxious, right? Mm-hmm. It, it feels too. So you have to feel into that. A lot of the work I do is more like guided somatic work because chakra work, chakras are energy centers in your body. So mm-hmm. you're really focusing in on a part of your body. I often do affirmation work with someone who is not feeling like they would like to sit in silence, for example, we might sit there and work with themes around, I claim my right to boundaries, I claim my right to speak, know when I need to, things like this, trying to rewrite new imprints while we're focusing on an energy center in the body. So that might not necessarily be meditation, but that is a very simple form of energy work. You're focusing on a chakra that's associated with say boundaries, empowerment, which is, in my case, the navel chakras, where I'd have someone focused on their belly, you're visualizing energy there, and you're speaking affirmations around that. I think there's other energy work that has more to do with going into uh, imprints of wounds or pains or memories. That's Mm -hmm. very delicate work. You never force that kind of work. It's really when someone feels as if they need to do that. And someone to be able to do that with any healer or therapist needs to feel really safe. So number one is what makes you feel safe, right? Because that's what was taken away from right. abuse, not feeling safe. So you have to feel whoever you're working with, whatever kind of healing work you're doing, you have to feel safe before you can go into anything difficult.
0: And how long have you been doing this work?
1: I've been doing this work about 17 years.
0: That's a long time. Yeah, it is.
1: And it it creeps up on you?
0: Yeah. So what inspired you?
1: It really was the women that I was working with and realizing uh, how many women had been through some version of this. And then I think it's expanded outwards. You know, when we see something like in the last few years, the Me Too movement and things like this, we're starting to understand there's a larger picture. There are Uh, Even if you perhaps don't have in your history a situation that you define as abuse, you may have experienced, you've likely experienced uh, moments of feeling objectified or harassed, et cetera. So even then, there may be some work, some fears, some uh, wounds that are there that it's worth working to heal so you can really claim your power in the world.
0: Okay, which is great, which is great because- I've also, um, learned a little bit about EFT. Mm-hmm. About yes. Is that something that you do as well?
1: I don't, but it is another great healing modality that for trauma, some people find very helpful. The work that I do has some similarities to it in that you're starting with where you feel something in your body. So if you have certain situations that cause you anxiety, we might go into a memory of that and help you locate, okay, when you start feeling anxious, what happens in your body? And wow. then we're working to try to rewrite that, you might say. And that's really key to any sort of trauma work, especially with abuse survivors, is tuning into the body and working there. Because one of the patterns that can, can develop is disassociation from the body, disconnection from the yeah. body. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And about your book, tell us about your book, because I know it focuses on empowerment and healing and the chakras. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So my book, Chakra Empowerment for Women, is self-guided techniques that someone can use on their own, if they wish, to really begin to explore working with the chakras for empowerment for trauma healing, et cetera. And of course I add disclaimers around making sure that you feel safe, that you feel supported, not pushing yourself beyond what you might want to do. Uh, And the chakras for anyone that's new to that are energy centers in the body that are each tied to Mm -hmm. physical symptoms, uh, physical systems and psychological parts of ourselves, right? So trauma, the thing that we usually are typically working with is things like, you know, feeling like you don't have a right to boundaries, feelings of unworthiness or shame, feelings of disempowerment. And we're working to really release those and claim your right to boundaries and personal power. Accept. And how
0: long does that take for a woman to accomplish mm. that? Yeah. I mean, I, I know you said it depends on on the person.
1: Yes, it definitely does. And I think every woman needs their combination. So some women, maybe they, did, they were part of a group therapy or, or counseling in some way, mm-hmm. and then they find that this is an additional means or something like EFT or EMDR is another one, eyelid, right. uh, the eyelid sensitization. So I think it's really hard to say. In some ways, there's the acute phase where you may be actually experiencing PTSD um, and working through that is, you know, can take a year or two, and then you're dealing with lifelong sort of repatterning. You may be fine for a long time. Right. And then something happens in your life that is triggering, right? And you, and you need support around another phase. And that's really uh, individual. And it really depends on the condition of your life. What's going on in your life.
0: Yeah. And I just wanted to say that a friend of mine, she had a trigger. Now this was a few months ago, back in April. And I was there for her. she, had attended, you know, we're good friends, and she yeah. had attended my master classes. And then she woke up, she couldn't move out of bed. Mm. I mean, literally, she had a trigger. Mm. It was yeah, past traumas. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Did she
1: know what actually brought that on? Was there an she event was. in her yeah. life? Yeah. Yeah. And that's yeah. not unusual. That's not unusual. You're doing fine for a while and then mm your mind or mind and body are connected, something happens and it will reflect. And it's a message really to tend to it. So for something like that, like obviously I'm gonna advise someone, yeah, you need to see a doctor, right? You need to tend the physical, but then on the mind body piece, we Mm -hmm. wanna really uh, connect with that experience and work with it energetically. What's trapped in the body? What is there in the energy body? How can we release that? what mind-body techniques can help you counter it, right? And create new neural pathways, literally, in your brain for dealing with what began.
0: Exactly, exactly. Yeah, and she went for therapy for three months. Yeah, and Good. She, I hope yeah, it helped. Yeah, and it did help her, and she's a better person for it. And, you know, things, God works in mysterious ways. So whoever is the high... You have as you know, the universe works in mysterious ways. Or if you feel that God is a higher power, works in mysterious ways. It was just, that was like a breakthrough for her. Yeah. So after she experienced all of this, she said, I'm really glad I went through a setback.
1: <laughs> well, I'm glad she's able to feel that way. You know, it's hard sometimes to imagine that you're ever going to come to that place. Right. But it
0: does happen. It does happen. Yeah, that does happen. So... I wanted to talk to you about the workshops that you offer. So do you do live events now or are you still doing virtual events, you know, because of COVID and everything? I was
1: always working virtually even before COVID. So I still am. And that's primarily because I don't like to, I mean, I still sometimes do in-person events, but in general, I don't like to limit By who's close by right i found i reach people all over and that's the new way of the world right and that online platforms are very effective it's interesting to me with for a lot of abuse survivors and trauma survivors actually online there's some benefits to it the benefits are it can feel less threatening or less intimidating You can feel like you have more control to leave. If you need to leave to remain anonymous, if you want to remain anonymous. Ah. And I, so I really allow that freedom. Someone can, once I've verified their identity, so I know they're not a zoom bomber, someone can come in with a a different name if they want to, that's entirely up to them. So there is a certain benefit to someone who's early in their stages of healing that can create a sense of safety, you know? And like I said, with this kind of healing, that is number one. Do you feel safe? You can't do any good work until you do in a, in a, with a healer.
0: Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I think virtual is good, you know, virtual yeah. events are very good because with live events, I mean, live, I feel that live events have their place too, yeah. but you know, people have to travel. Yeah. So, yeah. um, so the workshops, and I see, do you do like mini workshops too?
1: Yeah, I do uh, small group workshops, large groups, and then I do private client sessions as well, which are actually mostly by phone, not even Zoom. They're mostly voice based, wow. seeing, because that allows, if we're doing deep work, someone to just feel how they feel and not feel self conscious about, oh, I'm crying, like is my are my is my nose running,
0: like just. Oh, okay, I see what you're saying. <laughs>
1: It can be helpful. Not that every session is about someone crying, but it's really about removing the self-consciousness, right? So someone can really feel safe and able to move into the feelings in their body.
0: There you go. And, you know, by phone, I think that would be, that's a great strategy for the women who are, who have gone, who have transitioned out (coughs) of sexual abuse, domestic abuse, or any, some sort of trauma. They may not feel comfortable being on a Zoom call. So, (coughs) excuse me. No, that's okay. No worries. No worries. Okay. That That always happens when you least expect it, right? (laughs) (laughs) That's why we have to drink water. You were saying, sorry. No, so I was saying that they would probably feel more comfortable working with you by phone versus being on a Zoom because they may feel, oh, I don't look good. or Now, with one-on-one clients, do you do all of it by phone?
1: I generally do, and sometimes someone will request Zoom, so we do, and I do have people, if people are nearby, I will do in-person sessions, but yeah, most people really, at first, they're sort of skeptical, and then once they've experienced working by phone, they like it. They like that sense of, oh, I can sit here in my sweatpants, in my comfy, and that's what, that's some of the instructions I give people as they're beginning, right? Right, create a place in your home when you're doing these sessions where you feel really nurtured and safe. It's your favorite spot in the couch. It's private. It's quiet because that is the energy your body needs to feel. Part of what happens for trauma and abuse survivors is patterns of anxiety, hypervigilance, your nervous system being in a dysregulated Mm -hmm. state, right? And when triggers happen, it becomes even more dysregulated. So the first thing we're trying to do is help someone bring their nervous system into a calm place, giving them a new, what does that feel like? Right?
0: Right. Right. Like, can you give us an example of like a meditation that you particularly like?
1: Yeah. I particularly like focusing on the heart and the root chakra. So you can place one hand at your heart. Okay. And... First, just visualize what color of light, I'll ask you, Angeline, what color represents the feeling of being calm, relaxed, and safe? That's a good question. For you.
0: For me. It's individual. Yeah, it's for you. Okay. I would say pink. Okay. So visualize
1: a pink light and anyone following along at home, use the color that means that to you. Calm and safe, right? I like so that. So, for Angeline, you're visualizing pink light in your chest. And then the other thing is really focusing on the base of your body, which is connected to your root chakra, your tailbone, really feeling settled in your seat, that you are grounded. We do a lot of work with that to counter the tendency to disassociate from the body. And maybe you've t- talked about disassociation in other right. sessions. I don't know, but you know, that's a common thing that's talked about with abuse and trauma survivors. Maybe to survive abusive episodes, someone developed the pattern of kind of going away, escaping, right? Right. So, so then in your daily life, that pattern can carry over where whenever wow. there's anything that makes you anxious, you kind of check out, right? So we're right. trying to help people feel fully present in their body.
0: Okay. Yeah and feeling present in the moment.
1: Yeah, and being able to withstand that feeling when the anxiety kicks in and do something, do the pink light in your heart, do a breathing mechanism, focus Ah. on your feet on the floor. All of this basic mindfulness also has energetic shifts that go along with it. When you manage to train yourself to do that, that will gradually over time, reprogram your response to your environment.
0: You know, I did a chakra meditation um, one night, and I was crying. Oh, yeah. hopefully in a good way. I mean, it doesn't have to way, be that in a good way. It was actually. Yes. It was in a good way. Like, yeah. I was just, you know, sitting on my couch and enjoying the moment. And then sh- the chakra meditation was deep. It was, mm. but it it's, to yeah. me, it's a breakthrough.
1: Yeah that's often, that that is what crying is. You don't want to ever overwhelm someone, right? Emotionally, but it usually is a sign something is shifting, right? And as long as you feel supported, it's a good sign. You know, you bring up, yeah, you know, you bring up something else in terms of sensitivity. Mm -hmm. A lot of abuse survivors are very empathic. And that meaning, um, Living in an abusive environment often makes you very sort of on eggshells. You're constantly sort of scanning for danger. Like you know, you you get in that mode. It and it makes you very empathic, meaning you're starting to constantly orient yourself around what is my partner feeling? What is right? And then if you take that out into your daily life, you're doing that all the time with everyone, which means you can start taking on the emotions of others and not know what you feel anymore. So that is another big piece of healing I find for a lot of survivors is learning how to reclaim that right to energetic boundaries say that is your emotion this is my emotion that's your energy this is my energy and there's chakra work that you can do around that that's very helpful
0: Oh that's great that's awesome so okay so actually we're coming up to um, the close of the podcast episode and where, can, where can people find you? I know I said that in the introduction, but you know, I would love to um, talk about where people can find you.
1: Yeah. Enlightenedenergetics.com. It looks like you have it for those that can see visually. Enlightenedenergetics.com. And you'll also find my book, Chakra Empowerment for Women and Thought and Science and Meditation on Amazon or any really anywhere. They're available other book bookstores as well.
0: That's great. Oh, when did you write your book? Uh, It came out about three,
1: we're coming up on three years ago, the first book. And then the second one was the next year. Yeah.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, you provided a lot of insight tonight on, you know, what you offer, chakra meditations, healings for, you know, uh, sexual trauma survivors, domestic abuse survivors. And I'm really, really happy that we connected that we were able to connect and you were a guest on my podcast tonight. So right now, what is the special final question? What is the special message that you would like to share with these ladies who are transitioning out of Mm -hmm. domestic abuse and sexual trauma?
1: You can reclaim your power and your life. You can feel better and heal and you deserve to.
0: Love it. Love Mm -hmm. it. Because we all deserve to live a better life. We do deserve it, you know, and it's a question of finding the strength and it's, it's also a question also of taking ownership yeah. because we want to heal, you know, and, um, live. And having the
1: support, finding the support that you need. I was just going to say
0: that, right. Finding the support. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Lisa, for being a guest on my podcast. And this broadcast is coming to a close. So please, like and subscribe to my podcast, Let's Break the Sounds with Angeline. You can find me on Anchor FM, Spotify, Google, Apple, and all the live streams. And if you are watching the replay here, um, and for those of you who joined in on the live, like my friend Diana, um, please like and subscribe to my YouTube channel, Angeline Mitchell. And this broadcast will be live on, my podcast monday morning at 7 a.m as all other podcast episodes are at seven eight are live at 7 a.m every monday morning so with that being said lisa let's hang out for a few minutes after this this broadcast is coming to a close thank you for being a guest on my on my podcast lisa and everyone else take care and have a great night see you soon